Hello and welcome to Brains and Bellies with Ama Mama. Today we'll be talking about seaweed solutions for optimal gut health and environmental health. Ama Mama fuses together ancient Ayurvedic techniques with more modern functional nutritional therapy methods in order to heal the body and mind. Using food as medicine as our mantra, we examine the bodily systems at play while simultaneously getting to the root cause of your health issue using two different systems perspectives. Beth English Myers, a nutritional therapist, and Carrie Jenkins, an Ayurvedic health counselor, will help identify what patterns in your life may be making you feel unwell, be it diet, lifestyle, physical or spiritual. Join us here on Thursdays for Brains and Bellies. And here's the show. Hi, Beth. Hi, Carrie. Seaweed. I'm so excited to talk about seaweed. Uh, The benefits of sea vegetables. I'm really excited to talk about this because uh, I think it's such a it's to me, it, it reminds us of when we were talking about uh, spices and seeds. It's such a great item to have in your cupboard because it will stay for a long time. Uh, we'll go into a lot of details about it, sp- it specifically in a moment. But I also love that because currently I'm working from home and in London, we're quite locked down. And I love how, you know, I kind of have an access to the, the sea that I miss so much by having the sea vegetables and they're in my cupboard waiting for me. So uh, it's been really fun to deep dive into sea vegetables for today. That's such a great way of looking at it. What you miss from being at the sea, you can just experience through eating it from your cover. And there are so many benefits. I mean, first of all, we have to realize is, I mean, I grew up uh, on the East Coast of New York. I, I live here in London. Sea vegetables never featured in my diet growing up, for sure. I discovered them later in life. Um, but what I've come to realize is that uh, I've really started to understand that, you know, for thousands of years, uh, humans have eaten seed vegetables, and they've sustained life. And of course, they're much more well known in co- Asian countries like Japan and Korea, and China, uh, for their use of culinary um, or edible seaweeds in the diet on a regular basis. But also what I've learned um, more recently is that coastal regions like Cornwall and Wales and Ireland also boost so many different varieties of sea vegetables. And I also love, I love history. I love thinking back on how, I mean, just for thousands of years from um, Asia to the ancient Greeks to Um, Vikings and Celts, how sea vegetables and seaweed have uh, sustained humans for so long. You know, again, today we see less of it. It's really more featured in in Asian diets and going to Asian restaurants. Like I said, I've been learning more about uh, some of the coastal areas, certainly where I am in in the United Kingdom, and how important sea vegetables have have been. I love the idea that you can just get these sea vegetables from all these different coastlines. That is amazing. And I wonder, and maybe you could let us know, what kind of mineral difference is there? Do you know if you're getting it from Cornwall versus getting it somewhere from Ireland versus getting it somewhere from Jamaica? I assume that maybe the oceans are slightly different. Yeah, for sure, Carrie. The waters are going to be different. There's going to be variances in the different seaweeds. For example, nori in Japan, which is used to make sushi, the you know the nori wraps, mm-hmm. that um, seaweed that's in your su- sushi roll, that's actually the same um, seaweed that's in whales, which is called laver. 
Uh, so I've been learning about lava bread, which is what people from Wales uh, will have. Isn't that cool? It is meant to be delicious. I've yet to try it, but it's really, it's lava, that seaweed that's been slow cooked for many, many hours. And then it's put onto a bread. And, uh, you know, when I was looking into this, there was an expression, you better eat your lava bread or you'll get Derbyshire neck, <laughs> which is a goiter from lack of iodine. Uh, I, I wanted to go through all the different nutrients in the seaweed, but they're really rich in iodine. And I've also heard that Richard Burton, the actor also you know, would always talk about lava bread. Uh, so it is, it is amazing how it differs from different areas. Going back to the nutrients, Carrie, you know, the, the sea vegetables, um, sea vegetables are, they're seaweed. It's the same thing. Um, they're under algae. So we have our algaes, then we have um, a subset of algaes are the seaweeds. And there are 10,000 different varieties. And again, just we look at the whole globe, the whole world, different oceans, we're going to get variances. Uh, what's really uh, amazing about these sea vegetables is that they are, they have this otherworldly quality to them. Like they're not, uh, they, they're from the sea, but they're not fish, but they're mm -hmm. at, but many are edible. Um, they're not from the land. They don't have roots, uh, but they attach to rocks. They attach to the bottom of the ocean or they attach to uh, the seabeds. So they've just got this like amazing, this like otherworldly, I think, magical quality to them. Uh, and I love that journey of looking at the different sea vegetables from different countries and different areas. And there are so many different ways to incorporate them. But just getting back to what you asked earlier as well, uh, the nutrients, they, uh, they have their rich source of iodine, which is something really important we'll talk about. They're rich sources of so many vitamins and minerals, calcium, I mean, come on, calcium, zinc, magnesium, potassium, selenium. Uh, antioxidants, the C vitamins, vitamin A, the spectrum of B vitamins, so many nutrients. So I wanted to highlight some of those in a moment, but just also just to list some of the different names. There's uh, the nori I mentioned, the lava, um, sampire, which is usually eaten fresh uh, and found uh, more along the coast, uh, United Kingdom and France, agar agar, Irish moss, uh, bladderwack. You and I may have, uh, you may have grown up seeing seaweed used in clam bakes uh, in New England. So there's just so many different seaweeds and so many varieties of ways to incorporate them into our diet. I love the picture that you drew for us um, of the, the seaweed not being connected to soil, but connected to you know, rocks and different things on the ocean floors, which when you think of that picture and then you think of, oh, of course they're packed with all of that calcium and mineral because that's what they're attached to, right? Yes. Reminds me of some kind of under the sea cartoon that I watched with my son or something. I, I love that vision. Reminds me a little bit of the tree that you often talk about with functional medicine and how, you know, we have to look at the soil first and how the roots are connected into that soil and what nutrition is lacking there. And then in this case, when we're specifically talking about seaweed, we can look at in whatever area we're consuming the seaweed from, let's say it's coming from whales, what type of flora is there in the ocean floor. And that would probably clue us into which type of minerals we're actually going to get from that seaweed. Also it's getting so, they get so much of their minerals and their vitamins just from the water. They're not bound by roots. They're just absorbing and they, they need the sun to photosynthesize. They've just got that green or that brown uh, they're so full of chlorophyll. They're so full of green blood as it were, because chlorophyll 
uh, is like green blood. It's got magnesium in the center uh, as opposed to iron, which would be in red blood. So we've just got that incredible health benefit um, for us with all that green goodness and all those minerals, um, and vitamins and antioxidants. That's interesting. Just a point on Ayurveda in that direction is, um, well, number one, Ayurveda would look at seaweed as, um, you know, it's from the sea, so it's got a saltiness to it. Vata imbalances, salt is a very balancing, nourishing thing for those people. And again, any of you who need to uh, freshener recourse on um, what Vata is or Pitta or Kapha, which I'm gonna talk about for a moment, we have an episode that you can listen to based on that um, if you go to our website. Uh, which is amamama.com. I'll remind you at the end of the show, but yeah. And then just to say from Ayurvedic perspective, we would say Pitta people have to be a little bit more careful with salt intake. So they would want to, you know, if you had some kind of imbalance, Pitta imbalance, you would want to be a little careful with seaweed, not meaning you should never have it, just, you know, the intake would be less than it would for a possible Vata. Beth, going back to what you said about the green blood versus the red blood, in Ayurveda, we have these systems too, and it's called Rasa and Rakta. Rasa is kind of the, the juicy plasma of the blood, whereas Rakta is the actual red blood. It's the color red. So it's that part of the blood. And they are two different systems and they are carry nutrients in different ways, even though you can separate them looking at them as separate systems, but they actually live together, if that makes sense similar to what you're describing as the green and red. Ah, it's so cool. It's so cool. And it, it reminds us, it reminds us as well that we have to look after our, our planet because uh, we want to uh, make sure that we're getting these nutrients from sources that are not contaminated the way we want to look after the soil. Of course, we need to be looking after the oceans um, again, it all, it all folds in Carrie, doesn't it? Yeah. I just have another question on um, when we talk about different places and different seaweeds, will be able to like go to the beach and collect seaweed and actually eat that seaweed. Is that dangerous to do? I think in general, I'd be very, very careful. I, unless you really know what you're getting for sure. I, I just, I would be very, very careful. <laughs> so uh, at the moment, because I don't, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable going to the beach and sourcing it myself without a guide and uh, reassured a reassurance. That's why I always buy uh, organic and I always check the label for uh, certification. Mm. So here in, here in the UK, there's a soil association. There are, cer- there are certain registrations that you can see on the label. Mm-hmm. And that will tell you that it's taken, been taken from an area uh, that's been looked after. And that, that's really, really important because you don't want to take that chance. Um, again, some, some areas of the world are more susceptible to pollution. Um, certain seaweeds are more susceptible to it as well. Got it. You have a favorite kind of seaweed that you like to use or cook with? I love to use arame. I love arame. And I also just want to tell you, like my entry, having grown up, sort of a typical Western diet and having evolved and you've been learning and becoming so passionate about everything we do carry. Uh, For me, the entry into sea vegetables uh, was about 20 years ago when I was learning about macrobiotic cooking, part of learning about everything. And I took uh, some cookery workshops and that was the first time that I'd seen sea vegetables being used as opposed to, you know, getting sushi sometimes. And that was when I first had arame, which is uh, a bit wiry. And, and black and you can just soak it. Uh, we'll have, we'll have some 
pictures on our website in water, it'll expand um, for about 15 minutes and you can just include it with quinoa or with brown rice. And so whenever I eat that, I just feel better instantly. And I think that's what I noticed for me with sea vegetables. It was such a visceral, like, oh my goodness, I really do feel better. So I would say aramis were my favorites and also um, just having a nori wrap and making a quick little wrap with it. I call it sloppy sushi. I'm um, mm-hmm. just adding a little miso or uh, veganese or hummus and just chopping some vegetables as finely as I can. Uh, just getting that really quickly into the wrap and having a, what I call a sloppy sushi. Uh, similar to a Japanese hand roll of sorts. Yes, exactly. But Carrie, I really wanted to tell you about some of the specific things with the seaweed too, some of the specific health benefits. So again, just we love them because they, they're made of green blood. <laughs> they're, they're chlorophyll rich, which is amazing. Right. Uh, they've got all these minerals and vitamins. Um, we do want to you know, make sure that we're eating them uh, like anything. You don't want to have them to excess. I would say about two to four times a week. It's good to incorporate them in. If you do have, I know you're going to speak about this in a moment, Carrie, but if you have a specific, uh, for example, a thyroid concern, then definitely uh, be aware of that and talk to your healthcare practitioner or your doctor. But I do want to run through some of these um, health benefits because there are so many. First being they're, they're rich in antioxidants. So again, we're always exposed to free radicals just by being in, in the world, uh, whether it's pollution or stress, um, et cetera, or, or some unfavorable food choices will be um, oxidizing. So getting these antioxidants in um, are so supportive to our immune system. The sea vegetables are are sources of protein, some more than others, the chlorella and the spirulina are more concentrated, but they they do have amino acids and some have a quite impressive um, profile of amino acids, making them um, a significant protein source. They're also sources of fiber, which is really great for our detoxification for our gut health. So we need a prebiotic fibers to feed our beneficial bacteria in our gut. So that's where the fiber from the seed vegetables is going to be so incredible. They are anti-inflammatory. So, you know, if we have uh, any arthritic symptoms, immobility, for example, on the joints, uh, because the seed vegetables are rich sources of anti-inflammatory nutrients, they can help with that. Given that they are rich with the fiber and with all these nutrients, they are particularly supportive of cardiovascular health. And more studies are showing how they might help reduce LDL cholesterol levels, which is fantastic. They provide excellent nervous system support as they're so rich in the B vitamins. Again, we need our B vitamins for our nerves, uh, neurotransmitter transmission. Uh, so they're fantastic for that. Also, Carrie, they're really great with uh, blood sugar balance. They can help in- increase our insulin sens- sensitivity. Going back to this otherworldly quality about them, they, they can t- contain this element called um, fucoxanthins, mm-hmm. uh, which are again, not a vitamin, but they're in the tissues of especially the brown algaes. And that can help. Um, th- again, we're looking into how that could help with, uh, with fat loss. Again, if you're getting something so nutritious into your diet, you- you're going to feel better and ha- be healthier anyway, but they mm-hmm. can help with, uh, with weight management, insulin sensitivity, and then um, finally, they are also, uh, they, may, they, they could be very instrumental in helping to prevent cancer. More research is ongoing in that direction. Uh, so a lot to watch and a lot of inspiration to include them as part of a healthy diet. 
No kidding. Wow. That's an impressive list of good, I, I would say. In the kitchery that we make, there's almost always seaweed involved. Number one, it helped to pull out the heavy metals. And when you're fasting or doing a kitchery cleanse or something, you want to have that, you know, detox of the heavy metals. But the other really important thing is if, well, I normally use wakambe or kombu in my kitchery and it helps digest the beans. There's some kind of chemical. I don't, I don't know what that chemical is, Beth, you may know, um, but it helps um, kind of break down the bean, uh, the mung bean from the kitchery, which I love the flavor of it too. Um, but when I know that there's added health benefits, it's just a win-win in all directions. Oh yeah, the kombu. I can't believe we haven't talked about kombu yet. Uh, the kombu is magic. Yeah, you just, you just take a, uh, it's like, like a thick strap and mm -hmm. you can just break off like a couple of inches and then include it in your cooking water when you're making the um, kitchery. Yes. Or even if you're just making any super stew, getting it in there, um, it's going to be releasing minerals into the water anyway for your stock. But Carrie, as you said, um, there is, if you include the kombu, it will help break down the starches in, you know, if you're making a dookie beans or chickpeas or the mung beans, for example, which will make them... Um, easier to digest. And I love that the seaweed is so great for um, people that suffer arthritis because it's interesting. You can see as you're cooking it in a stew that seaweed turns the stew into a little bit of a gelatinous, more gelatinous than if you were to cook it without, let's say. And then when you think of, again, I'll go back to Ayurveda, but when you think of joint health in Ayurveda and kind of the fluid that is there in the joint. And sometimes when people start to have joint pain, there could be, it, the pain could be coming from a lot of different directions, but a lack of that kind of juicy quality that we want the joints to have, or it could be calcification of that. And so I just love the idea of knowing when I look at my food and it has that gelatinous quality, I assume then that is probably good for that system in my body. And going back to what you said about it being great for arthritis is a really good way to remember, oh, this is good for me. And I do have joint pain and I'm going to try this. Give it a try. And again, if someone's following a plant-based diet or vegan diet, or if they're just looking to include more plant sources, this is where the sea vegetables can be so useful. Also for preparing um, certain dishes, desserts, for example, using red algae, agar agar, instead of gelatin, gelatin coming from um, animal product, uh, the agar agar will create that gel and can be a nice setting for like a pudding. In fact, I have a great recipe for chocolate pudding with agar agar and that you will find on our website at amamama.com. That's ama-mama.com. And we'll put it in our show notes too with some of the recipes that you've been working with, Beth, um, just as a reminder to everyone to check it out. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, and again, I didn't mention the different colors of seaweeds. There's there are the reds, like the agar agar, uh, or the and the Irish moss. Um, there's the the brown algaes, um, like the kelp and uh, the kombus, and there are the green ones as well. Um, so yeah, so different different colors, different different tastes, different textures. Dulse as well. We didn't mention dulse, dulse, which is a red algae. 
uh, red seaweed, which is quite good for seasoning. I buy it uh, sprinkled and I'll put it into food for a seasoning, for example. Yes. Well, going back to our, our spice talk that we've had before, a great thing to do with the uh, dulse is to make a little gamazio out of it. So you take roasted sesame seeds and then you put dulse with roasted sesame seeds, maybe a touch of Himalayan salt or sea salt to give it a little more saltiness if you want. And that is such an easy, really nutritious thing to just sprinkle onto lots of food. Because as you know, if you listen to our seed talk, um, sesame seeds are also packed with nutrition. Oh my gosh. And you can make like a sloppy sushi that I was mentioning and sprinkle some sesame seeds in there. And again, I think that's the perfect working from home nutritious snack because just grab a nori wrap, put something a little creamy in it. Like I said, a little hummus maybe, or a little miso or mayonnaise or veganese. Um, roughly, you know, don't think about too much, roughly chop some veg, sprinkle in some sesame seeds and nobody's watching, just, just <laughs> munch it down. It's so good. And you get the, those great nutrients uh, right away. I love that. I want to just mention also, I know you touched on the iodine aspect and I love that story you were telling about whales. What did they call the neck? Derbyshire neck. I like that better than goiter. It sounds better. Derbyshire neck. Just wanted to mention that uh, we will be on Brains and Bellies talking uh, coming up specifically on iodine and thyroid health. Um, and I've had my own personal experience with that, having Hashimoto's myself. So that is just an episode to kind of keep in the back of your head and keep checking to see when that will be posted. But we will be going into detail there on the iodine. And well, again, as you said, Carrie, we'll have some recipes. I've got a soup that I'm going to include uh, like a mega miso soup. So I will, I, I make the stock with kombu. Then I add um, leeks and mushrooms and broccoli, uh, broccoli or Brussels sprouts and then you can maybe add some um, tofu or some sliced uh, spring onions or maybe a little wakame. Um, so we've got some ideas we'll have on our website. We also have um, from our not Starbucks healthier uh, options. We've got a mermaid latte, which includes um, making this beautiful bright blue latte with a little bit of blue green spirulina, um, which is more of a blue color. And we can get the nutrients that way by having a delicious super cool looking latte. Well, I guess we kind of went over what our favorite ways to use it in our own home are, but what do you think, just in closing, what is, what excites you the most about sea vegetables? Well, I think that again, currently, because I'm locked in at home and working from home and spending so much time at home. I love that it connects me to the sea. I love that it's a great convenient source of nutrients. And looking at the larger picture, I love learning more about ocean regenerative farming and how uh, we can you know, do, do much to, to support the environment and support sustainable ocean harvesting of sea vegetables. I'm learning more and more about this. There's a great organization that Bren Smith is in charge of. He's a sea farmer, as it were. So there's just more and more that we're learning about how we can uh, work to support our oceans and our health. I love that. What a great place to end. And that just brings us full circle back to the macrocosm, microcosm. So what's good for you and your internal, internal world is often also good for our external world, that macrocosm, um, which is what Amamama is all about. 
If you want to uh, check out the show notes, you can go onto our website, which again is Ama Mama, and that's A M M A hyphen mama.com. We'll have more recipes and we will also, you will be able to find all of our podcasts there. And then just another reminder that none of the advice that we've given today on this Brains and Bellies podcast is meant to diagnose or treat any health problem. So please do seek the advice of your doctor if you have any specific health issue and join us next time for Brains and Bellies with Ama Mama.